This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. You can get a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I can feel Michael's eyes boring into the side of my head now. <laughs> Just their chance. Will's probably convincing. Champ at the bit, wanting to do his bit. What, go on then. Will's probably convincing. Yep. All your negligences. Yep. Your commercial disputes, your residential disputes, all sorted. Professional negligences. Is that your favourite this week? Yep. Mentioned that over on uh, on Propaganda, didn't we? Which is well worth checking out. Uh, you can get Propaganda Extra as well. We had, Propaganda was ridiculous this week because we because um, we beat Wolves. We went for an hour and about an hour and seven minutes when it was edited down. Yeah, and then I think Extra is another forty another minutes. Forty minutes. So uh, look out for that in your feed video and uh, Extra Podcast. If you're a TSB Plus member, if you're not, you want to try it out. Try it out for size. Have a look at the squareball.net forward slash plus. Um, want to try some of these t-shirts for size oh, these are available too you know what's that in front of you there Michael well, these, this range of mugs <laughs> <laughs> are you like this at home with your kids and your wife <laughs> I'm the opposite I'm trying, to, I'm trying to prevent them buying stuff at home he doesn't speak to them he just oh, comes yeah. here and sells oh, this is the uh, yeah this is this is just my little my little break from trying not to spend money <laughs> trying to get other people to all available on the website Rob's here as well hello Rob you're right. hello there I'm alright been alright hasn't it this week it's felt oh, much happier quiet weekend wasn't it really yeah <laughs> Uh, a normal club, as you said. As you said. <laughs> Do you regret those words in the build-up to the Wolves game? Do you know what? I mean, I'm not bothered or anything, but if you go back to the Wolves preview to, uh, I think it's like 15 minutes, 10 seconds, um, <laughs> I I called it was going to be a repeat of the madness, so I don't know what people are on about. You're, getting, you're into Brentford territory there, aren't you? Very select. Very <laughs> with the, it, it, it's a square ball podcast. You go about the 32-minute mark, and they're talking about the... It's quite disrespectful. But I love the banter, of course. <laughs> but it's not funny, and it's, it's not factual, so it's not funny, because it's, it, it, it's actually not true. But anyway... Doesn't the world seem like it's on its correct axis this week just because we won and we're all pathetic? It just feels lighter. You can just relax, can't you? You don't even have to think about it. And then it's the um, the photo of... Luke Aylin running off and celebrating with all the other players behind him and willing on so grinning and furpo grinning I just can't stop thinking about it basically mm-hmm. we've seen the first kit leaks this week 40 headlines always reliable for stuff like this part one of the show by the way is the latest Legion United news we've seen kit leaks for next season if the rumours are to be believed I reckon they must be getting people who are leaking um, details from whatever uh, Far Eastern sh- uh, shop sweatshop they're getting uh, manufactured in <laughs> Uh, factory, a, a well <laughs> respectable factory. I'm sure the conditions are great. This looks, if the rumours are to be believed, like best added ass kit by some distance. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So. It's got the alternative blue, yellow, blue stripes on the shoulder, so says the rumour. Which is dis- something I wish they'd done on our first kit in the Premier mm. League. I thought that could have done with a bit of yellow one. It was, it was, I didn't mind that, because I was thinking in my head about ranking fact, them the, In fact, the first, the first two years could have done with it, because the first one was... All blue. The second one was all yellow, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was the piss snow yellow. I was going to say this one crucially the right blue and the right yellow rather than a highlighter pen. Yeah, mm. so it's all the right colours. The right colours from the badge. Adidas have obviously dispensed with the word Adidas under their trefoil logo now. Although it's not the trefoil logo, it's the three bars. And the interesting bit is the uh, what looks to be a repeating peacock pattern in the fabric, which I'm all for. If this turns out to be the shirt, and if they're doing a waist shirt that's got the peacock pattern on it, I think that look ace. 
We had, we did hear rumours of a peacock pattern. Yeah, we were tipped off about, about a pe- year ago. Peacock a year ago, but I didn't. Maybe we were a year ahead of the curve. That's how um, mm. much we are on the fashion curve. <laughs> a full year ahead of all the trends. Yeah, or we didn't listen properly when someone told us. Is <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's more likely to have on happened. this shirt. The word zbotop is missing. I would like the word zbotop to be missing from the shirt going forward. I think a shirt becomes an easier sell with a better sponsor on it. Great lads at Astonish. <laughs> <laughs> they have done a good job, haven't they? On your you, on, on the training wear. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. A, a, a company that's not made up would be my first my first part of call. I mean, I was going to say they should have top lads on it, but I suppose <laughs> that's not an actual company either. So yeah, I, I'm all for this shirt. It looks like an absolute doozy if, if this is correct. It is nice. And we should say footy headlines, which is where this leak has come from, are generally quite reliable on this it's kind of based on a template of Sweden's away shirt which that has the yellow and blue on the neck and also on the trim of the sleeve which would I think that would be a nice addition mm-hmm. but yeah it's a nice shirt Even- I think the, the Sweden stuff's always been there taunting us hasn't it while we've mm-hmm. had Adidas because they've always had better stuff and in, and always in Leeds colours and then we've always had it's like why, why have you done it in bright orange we've got why is it like a a minty green, this stuff. Give us just give us the stuff we actually want. It was suggested to me, I can't remember who um mentioned this, but there was a, a possibility that you know this the shirt we've got this season, there was talk of the highlighter yellow on that being orange, that somebody naming no names might have fancied uh because I think Real Madrid have kind of had that combination of colours, haven't they? So you can imagine somebody looking at the Real Madrid kits and going, Give me that one. Mm. That's what Don Reavy did, wasn't it? Mm, but yeah, but I don't know if he put orange on the neckline, did he? <laughs> it was just plain all white. Although we did have the orange kit, didn't we, for a for a game or two at some point in the sixties mm. or seventies. But yeah, good work if they um if they pull this one off. Yeah, I, I approve wholeheartedly. It looked good in the Premier League, wouldn't it? That one. Hopefully, like we, it'd be really annoying if we got like the best Adidas kit we've had since we went with them, and we were playing against chumps in the Championship. <laughs> yeah, it deserves better than Barnsley on a Tuesday night, doesn't it? Well, we've got a team full of internationals now, haven't we? So we're staying up. We know that. Anyway, now we're basically staying up because we've beaten Wolves to the 14th. Stop the count and all that. Well, we know, I mean, reassuringly, we know now, having listened to the Wolves fans, that they are going down because Mm -hmm. of the... The conspiracy. The conspiracy. Although, uh, we should say, the red card for, was it Nunes who was on the bench, has been overturned. Mm. Is that... That's what you're you're throwing it to them to make back. throw it off the scent. Right. Throw everyone off the scent. It's clever. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's kind of deep state stuff. It's, it's the, way, the way it works. It's like how you have pressure groups will sometimes fund, if it's even if it's a sort of a far right group, they'll occasionally fund things on the far left to make it, to kind of create division and, and stuff. It's it's just stuff like that. So you do. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a man who's watched a lot of YouTube here, I've, I've been watching some Adam Curtis stuff. It's very confusing. <laughs> anyway, it's been, it's been a nice week for healing, hasn't it? We've all felt happy. We've all felt better. Rasmus has been included in the, the Denmark fold. He's been folded back into that squad after being left out. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I was glad to see him get back in. It's mad what a goal can do, isn't it? Because, I mean, I was quite sick of Rasmus for a long time and he scored a goal. I thought, oh, I love him, actually. He's yeah. great. I love oh, bless him. He's, he's had to come, overcome so much. Yeah, I love how happy everyone was for him at the weekend. Like, well done, Rasmus. <laughs> so Never doubted you. Aren't we so fickle? <laughs> On the conspiracy stuff, by the way, about the referees, um, a refereeing insider pointed this out to me, that... That Salisbury is the son of the one who sent off Max Gradle in the um, wow. the, the Bristol game. Generational, the whole family of them. Wow, makes you think, doesn't it? Does make you I think. don't know. I don't know why it makes you think. Just some stuff. Well, his dad was trying not to help out. He's a bit like the Phillips thing. You've got a dad who's anti leads, a son who's pro leads. You mean the co-commentator? This is Dave Phillips. Dave Phillips' yeah. son, yeah. The co-commentator on the worldwide Premier League feed for the Wolves game. In case you missed it, this. It's all explained on propaganda. <laughs> Everyone knows who he is by now. He's a he's a big deal. Well, there may be people going. For, you know, are you talking about Dave Benson Phillips again? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, Captain Mark Phillips. Dave Benson Phillips sent off Max Gradle. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Let's see if he's got a son. Who Dave Benson? Dave Phillips. Benson Phillips. Yeah. But while you do that, um, Rob and I will talk about Roy Hodgson because we're all feeling happier. We're now safe from relegation. I mean, put the season tickets up by twenty percent. Why not? That's how happy everyone's <laughs> feeling this week, isn't it? Yeah, don't do that. Just to be clear, in case <laughs> Angus is listening, we're only joking. <laughs> Tens enough. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace have uh, have put Roy Hodgson back in charge. Are they absolutely mad? It's good fun, isn't it? It's, it's so predictable as well, because mm. I predicted it. I'll just say this, since everyone's, again, criticising my normal prediction. But um, yeah, in last week's daily email, when there was rumours of 
Palace sacking Vieira, there's reports that they were going to look at uh, Vincent Company and Michael Carrick um, to replace him. And as I pointed out in the Daily Email, they're both chasing promotion, so that it would be very strange for them to, to swap. I mean, Burnley are basically up now. Exactly, yeah. So why would you bother going to a bunch of wasters? Just wait until January when you get fired for being bottom. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, and I said it's, this is all going to end with them hiring Roy Hodgson, which they have done, which is incredible because uh, Steve Parrish made such a big play of we're going to hire a progressive manager to replace Hodgson because he was you know, getting a bit old now. And he's just shot the bed and gone back to the old guy who he's stayed mates with, even though I think Hodgson was on Sky or BT as a pundit recently saying, oh, well, you know, Palace's problem this year is they can't score goals. And they had that problem under my management. Parrish has said that and gone, okay, cool. Do you want to have another go? He's, he's the guy for me. <laughs> I mean, it's a, they're running Palace a bit like a primary school. You know, there's always like a, an old retired teacher who'd be brought back in just to cover mm. while someone was on maternity leave or someone was sick or whatever. There was always someone who was inexplicably old when you were at primary school, just just still knocking about, even though they, they seemed older than your gran. I mean, they haven't won this year, so maybe they did need to sack him. There is an argument to say they should have sacked him, but yeah, I think you can judge probably by the, the reaction of the Palace fans. They should probably not brought Hodgson back. No. And, and I'd completely forgotten until the other week when I think you mentioned it, Rob, that he was at Watford last year and just, mm. just, well, that was, not, just wasn't asked. That was my immediate thought. That was my immediate thought because it was Hodgson's Watford that we beat 3-0, wasn't it? And they just sort of collapsed. Mm. When we got that first goal, they just completely collapsed. And he'd have just been smiling his way through it. There's a Watford player who, I think it must have been after Hodgson left at the end of the season, who sort of said his methods have just really outdated now and it's interesting that Palace have gone for like the reboot of signing young players and stuff like that and then they've just gone back to Hodgson and his outdated methods I'm not sure how well they're going to resonate with their squad here's a thought experiment for you what would you think if Palace had put in Alfred Schroeder um, would you have said that makes sense not really because we would have gone oh it's uh, former uh, Ajax, guy. former Ajax coach. All right, he didn't have a great time of it at Ajax, but he was all right at Bruges. Perhaps he'll do a decent job. He's, he'll probably have enough in him to keep him up. <laughs> would you have thought that? <laughs> um, maybe, but only because I I would have not been interested enough to read the opinions of Ajax fans. Yeah, had I done that, I would have probably said, "Oh, good, they're going down now." Mm. I wonder if Palace fans would have put a poll out on Twitter about it or something, mm-hmm. just to gauge to gauge the temperature. <laughs> I mean, I was um, I was kind of hoping they'd get Marsh, as I was hoping Southampton were going to get Marsh. Mm. But never mind. Maybe he'll turn up somewhere else. Yeah, Roy Hodgson, he's not known for his sort of dynamic attacking football that's going to score his way out of uh, out of trouble, is it? It'll be interesting to see how they, um, how they go from here. I look forward to him turning up and trying to find Gary Cahill somewhere at the training <laughs> ground, only to find his left. I think, is he left? He has left. Yeah, he's I think, got it, I think Rafinha had to, you know, had to retire after mm. what Rafinha did to him, I think. Imagine if uh, Roy Hodgson had been put in at Leeds. <laughs> God. Imagine if that had happened. That's what I was thinking about. My, my he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have taken it. It's too far to travel. My bra- <laughs> it could use his discount. No, his pension's mm-hmm. discount. Uh, no, because my brain thought, well, they probably would. We'd have looked at Schroeder and, and thought, oh, that's a, that's probably a quite sensible move by Palace. And then you look at this and you go, what are you doing? And I, I immediately transplanted that idea to Leeds because essentially Schroeder was hounded out of town. Uh, and then if they'd gone, right, bringing in Roy Hodgson, how would you have felt? Not very pleased. <laughs> No, no, no. I think with with Hodgson the first time at Palace, without knowing the, the ins and outs of it, they were they were delighted when he left, from what I could gather. But I feel like because he was local and an old man, no one ever felt <laughs> that they could shout at him and tell him to fuck off in the way that you normally do when you want a manager out. And they were sort of all right. Like they'd finish lower mid-table, which mm. was acceptable. But basically everyone hated watching it. Well, the thing with... Hodgson at Palace previously is that they ended every season terribly as well mm. which again bodes well for this season yeah well more of the same I did look they, they're according to the bookies they have a 16% chance of going down which I imagine if you're a Palace fan it feels more than that at the moment because mm. you've not won this year and you, it, momentum in the relegation battle is weird isn't it because you can we win one game and we're like oh, staying up lovely <laughs> stuff yeah whereas you look at you know Wolves had a bit of momentum when Polo Neckman took over and then it feels like they've lost that now and have descended into a strange madness. So, yeah, Which they should re- it'll be interesting they should, to see. Well, Wolves should recover that though, shouldn't they? They oh, should, they're not. Because they've, they've got a good enough squad to to get out of it. It's interesting out of all the teams down there, well, it's my mates at project538.com have Palace at 10% chance of going down having run tens of thousands of simulations of the season. We are at 17%. Mm. 
They've got us down for finishing on 39 points and escaping relegation by four. Okay. Palace do, in fairness, have a, an easy end to the season. Looking at it, they'll go, they play Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, West Ham, Spurs, Bournemouth, Fulham, Forest. I mean, the problem is that's though, a very it's a very soft finish. Like we said that? before, but if you do start to drop points in those fixtures, mm. yeah, they're all six pointers, aren't they? We could yeah. do with them drawing all those games. Really, I think that is possibly what Hodgson's been brought in for <laughs> to just draw all of those games. Yeah, that'll, that'll probably keep him up on it. Absolutely so. stink it out. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Would, um, you, would you take a thirty-nine point finish for us now and staying up by four points? Is that part of, well, I'll take staying up however we stay up. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're offered it now and you said it's going to be fraught until pretty much the final week or two of the season, there'll be a four-point gap. But it won't be fraught, though, because you just told me we're getting 39 points and staying up. Yeah, but Lovely, but, lovely stuff. But they reckon, they reckon <laughs> it'll be Southampton bottom on 33, Forest on 35, and then Bournemouth slightly better than them on goal difference, also on 35. Let's just stay up. Um, Everton 36. But let's not, let's not make it difficult for ourselves. Just keep, we don't we need, just keep winning games? We don't need to do it. Well, the, no. the Palace-Forest double header in that week that is a perfect opportunity to just completely move away from it I suspect we won't because evidence points was still not being very good mm. it's going to go down to the wire isn't it again mm. I do think we'll stay up but I think there's going to be a lot of panic still to come there's, um, I've just accepted it a pitch invasion on the last day well, there's a tant- Conte there's- swinging, swinging punches at his own players <laughs> well, I was going to say there is a tantalising prospect which we touched on in, in propaganda of Ryan Mason being back there in charge because we beat them, didn't we, when Ryan Mason was in mm. charge? Was that two years ago? It was yeah. the first season yeah. in the Premier League. Um, so you think maybe, have we, have we got enough in us? Are they on the beach by that point? Because that's not, it's not a very happy place, is it? No. So either you've got Conte who's in there who's miserable, or Ryan Mason. Bless him. And Leeds having, well, a, Ryan, Leeds having, got, a, Leeds having a fight for something on the final day and them not, not being asked. Since we last faced Ryan Mason, though, he's spent time with Jake Humphrey, so maybe some of that greatness has, will have rubbed off on him because he's oh, been on his high performance the... podcast, hasn't he? Presumably not talking about his managerial career, which was quite shit. <laughs> but, you know, well done, Ryan. Hey, there's a redemption arc for everyone. Junior Furpo proves that he's done that interview this week, hasn't he, with, with Leeds Live. And uh, he's been talking up our strengths. We're compact in the way we look. We don't do that high-intensity running all the time or this pressing all the time. I really like how much Leeds are putting Furpo up in front of the press now. He's always on LUTV. He's done a Leeds Live interview. I think he was in there last week as well. And he's like, oh, you like him now, don't you? Go on. <laughs> you like this guy, especially when we were sort of struggling a bit still. It's like, just just send Junior out. They're not angry with him anymore. But the dilemma with Furpo was always that he seemed like a really nice guy from the get-go. I really warmed to him immediately, just not on the football pitch. I struggled with that. Well, I hope you're apologising to him now. I never booed him. It's all part of the thing, isn't it? You've got to be upset that people were ever, were ever not pleased with his performances, mm. which were objectively terrible for 18 months or so. But he's, he's actually had a run of games now as well. I think that is making a difference. I think the structure seems to suit him better, but we'd looked at it before. I think he'd only ever managed six consecutive games before, and now he's, have, he's on a run of, what, seven or eight? So he's kind of, he's managed to, <laughs> but he's managed to break beyond that. Yeah. That, he's that broken thing through of, the glass ceiling. Yeah, of just being constantly not very good, injured, back in the team, not very good. Well, maybe he's getting a bit better, injured again and back out. So, yeah, let's just hope he can continue. It's because he's stopped eating gluten. Mm. He revealed to Leeds Live last week, I think it was. That's the big change to his diet, which uh, he's not a celiac, so he doesn't need to have done it. But he says that's, he's suddenly fit and playing the best football for a while. So, yeah, so I, stop I, eating bread and drinking lager. Rodrigo turning up with his trolley full of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Junior. So when I turned my ankle the other week, I should have just not eaten bread before going out on that walk and that would have fixed it. that would have fixed it yeah. okay speaking of Rod- Rodrigo he is proof positive that it just does sometimes take time to find your thing doesn't it have, have you become more sympathetic to like his situation and the broader sort of makeup of the squad the feeling of the squad since we got promoted like in terms of Bielsa's style of football being so unique and then you could actually say the same of, of Marsh to a certain extent that maybe it never quite suited certain players and now we're just doing some ordinary stuff. Now we're normal, as Rob said, mm. that these players kind of find their groove. Like maybe Rodrigo's been asked to do less. Just just stand up there and when the ball comes to you, kick it hard in the goal, as you would say, Michael. Or dink it in the goal. It was yeah. a lovely little dink. Beautiful. Yeah, he's always seemed like he's been able to finish. He's probably been the, the best finisher since he's been at the club. It's just that we were asking him to play as a number 10 for some of it and do loads of running around. And when he dropped into midfield, he'd take too long on it and he'd give it away. And the press wasn't quite up to Bamford's level so overall you just thought well, what's what's his job here I feel really uh, guilty because I'm still a bit unsympathetic towards Rodrigo I must admit because I was looking back recently I 
saw that Marsh when he first came in was saying, well, Rodrigo's not actually number nine. He's kind of a second striker. And there was always a sense of, what does he want? But he's scoring goals. So well done, Rodrigo. Just keep it going. And I will say, actually, because I thought um, the first half of the season when he was scoring, he was still playing quite badly. And there were games we were watching. Oh, God, like, what does he actually do? But then I think since the World Cup break, he has come back and generally looked like a bit of a leader in the team. Mm. And I think fair play to him for that. And I mean, we benched early in the season, even though when he wasn't playing well, I know he's not on track for this anymore because he's been out injured for some of it. But at one point, he was on track for 20 goals. And we were saying, if you've got a 20 goal mm. a season strike, you basically don't go down. I think because 15. In, yeah. the, in the Premier League, 15 goals is a lot of goals. Yeah, it's more or less impossible to go down if someone scores, scores that many goals in your team because you get 20 points, as you said. But you know, it, you, it need is... to, you need to stop mocking me on this because it's, <laughs> it's tracking. No, it's, it's uh, let's not get into it. Let's get it. Is. <laughs> it does. Have you seen the, the the goals to point in the Premier League? Yeah, but you can tra- you could track that because you're doing goals to points. You could also track. I'm not saying I'm you not could track goals to games. You have to, yeah, but as co- a, as, as a, correlation it, does not signify causation. I'm just saying, but it does track. The suggestion is the more you score, the more points you're likely to get, which seems this like is a brand new information. No, but it seems like a very basic. <laughs> med- yeah, but you could you could lose your games. Certain games five nil. If, so if you're defensively weak, you're obviously going to mm. go down. But if you are still scoring plenty, you give yourself a chance. It's, it's interesting how it tracks. And it's not my stat anyway. It's Nick Harris's <laughs> at Sporting Intel. Take it up with him, Normanton. <laughs> it's just something to something to beat you with, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so, and go to obviously the Furpo interview as well. He did touch on Jesse's methods as well, didn't we? And as we said for weeks, the the most stressed person in there was Jesse. He just says it's it's more relaxed now. He'd play without anybody shouting or screaming at you. Is what he described. <laughs> it's like. Um... <laughs> Have he said in his press of the week? Describing Michael's home life. <laughs> he was asked, like, how are you so calm? And he's like, well, I'm not calm. I'm really stressed inside. But to help my players, it's no use just ranting and raving mm. at them and panicking. I, I just have to act calm and hopefully they will feel calm. It which... does go back to what we were saying about, like, when Marsh was doing all that kind of performative stuff on the touchline, you know, kicking water bottles and being theatrical and stuff. And you mm. wonder what sort of a bearing that has on the players if they can see that out of the corner of their eye. Mm. Well, a, anyway, a guy who doesn't seem like he's in control. You saw it with Lapetegui at the weekend, didn't he? He was just yeah. moaning all game. You think, well, why don't you just like manage your football team? Mm. It might help them out a little bit. And uh, yeah, I like Javi. I must admit, I like the cut of his jib. Mm. Understated. Um, Mateus Bogus off to LA. Mm. Nice life. How long uh, go play with, with Clicky in the MLS? Yep. And Lewis O'Brien, if that's the thing he wants to oh, do. Yeah. Yeah, he's finally managed. Clicky to got he got himself it? a couple of assists and he did Clicky over the weekend. Oh, I didn't see actually. Mm. I believe so. Yeah, it he, was it was kind of a big hope for us, wasn't it? At one point, bogus. I think he's the Polish Messi, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and I think and I think Click was saying, "Oh, he is, he's going to be much better than me." And he had um, a modest. He had a bad injury uh, last season, and he's. Got, I really admire. I, if I was a football player, I would want Mateus Bogus's career mm. living a beef for two years, and now he's going to LA. That is the life. The football is sort of secondary to the life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like absolutely. I don't want to have to work really hard and I just want an easy life quite frankly. dead warm here I don't want to run around yeah. yeah you compare it to poor old poor old Ryan Edmondson or someone who was <laughs> alongside him in that and he's, where was he sent out to Fleetwood yeah alone at Fleetwood and then to, to Carlisle like, go over there and stand by the sea yeah. or Alfie McCalmont sent to Oldham and they were all in Salford the North West, and, weren't they? and then there was Matthias Bogus posting photos <laughs> hey, I'm on a him, boat I'm on a boat in a beef <laughs> in privilege like this oh, <laughs> reaching for the lasers um, speaking of the 21s they won against Sunderland Ellen Road three warm three games to go in that three points clear seven better goal difference leads are going up going up leads are going up that's good news isn't it it is and uh, the newly English Matteo Joseph scoring goals mm. in that um, where did we sign him from I can't remember which club Spaniel, it was now was it? but yeah he was, he was Spanish though recently but he's just been called up for England under 20s because he's got an English dad related to Emil Heskey anyone who's related to Emil Heskey is actually eligible to play for England is that true I believe that's a, <laughs> I believe that's a, a Is it in the rule book? It's in the FIFA yeah. rule book. Right. It's in the very it's very small print. <laughs> Which number clause is that? The in but, the Yeah, however distant you are on the, the Heskey family tree, you right. can you can play for it. Rule number The Heskey clause, I think it's just called it's, I think yeah. it's got a number. A separate appendix. Yeah. That's okay. an N B bit at the end. Right. Um women are playing league games finally after having loads of them postponed due to the cup. They're winning them, that's good. Two nil win over York last week. Beat Bradford as well did try and lead it in yeah just to keep it interesting okay. it's boring isn't it winning 3 now. Rick Passmore basically said they got uh, tired and silly at the end of that game <laughs> I think it, I think it was fatigued and silly errors or something but yeah tired and silly but uh, Jess <laughs> Sound, Ru- sounds like a good night out <laughs> yeah Jess Russo the new January signing is banging them in she 
was scoring lots of goals for Lincoln in the first half of the season and she joined Leeds but she's had to be a bit patient because she's been cup tied and all Leeds have been doing is playing cup fixtures but she's finally getting a chance to play and she's scoring lots of goals and Flora is writing about it on our blog and she knows what she's talking about so yeah. I'll read those and um, you're going to be speaking to Olivia Smart tomorrow so Olivia is the Leeds women's she's is she still playing left back she's so, a righty yeah. at left back isn't she 300 games she's um, accrued for Leeds United women recently. She's um, gone past that mark, so congratulations. Likes to get involved, likes to swear, mm-hmm. which is why we sponsored her, primarily. <laughs> um, but she's coming in, going to have a chat, and we're going to be previewing um, towards the weekend. Stourbridge, the, the plate final is on Sunday. Chance for the Leeds women to uh, to lift a trophy. So that's going to be uh, on your feeds in the next few days as well. And yeah, and the chat with Olivia is going to be over on the Extra Ball as well for uh, for members. So look out for that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Part three of the show has been moved to part two this week, which is all very confusing because there's no preview because there's no game. So we're doing um, Heroes and Villains right now then. And uh, first of all, the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Oh, Michael's playing something off his laptop. What happened there, Michael? <laughs> Professional negligence, is that? <laughs> yeah, sorry sorry about that. It was the, the Burnley man that we sometimes watch popped up. Someone someone had tagged me in something on YouTube. I don't know what it's about. I'll have a look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> so just, uh, this is how professional we are within this organisation. There might have been some Michael important news spent, that needed checking on. But while we're, me and Rob are dedicating ourselves speaking to you, Michael's just on YouTube watching cat videos or whatever. <laughs> The Ken Bates Villain of the Week or Ken surfaced, doesn't he, this week? It has he ever. It's a three-hour extravaganza, apparently. Yes, yeah, it's on some sort of Chelsea podcast, isn't it? Which we're going to... I think what we're going to do is so you don't have to sit through it, we're going to make Michael do that. Yeah. And pull out the best bits and we'll what, maybe propaganda it in a future week. Yeah, we'll see. I mean... I'm, it could even because be it's a, an episode of its own. Because it's a Chelsea podcast, I don't imagine there's much leads in it, but there will be some Ken stuff, so I'll just try and find the bits where he's talking about Arabs. Right. When you said it was three hours long, I thought it'd be on the Joe Rogan show or something. <laughs> Can you imagine? Talking, talking about having ayahuasca or something. Well, like when we, well, when we, when I edit this, you can shrink the silences down. So if there's any long pauses, mm. it, it shrinks them all down. I I'll, do, I'll give it a pass actually for for Ken. I do wonder if they've uh, if they've not bothered doing that with uh, <laughs> with Ken and you know, two of those three hours are just Ken's thinking time. Yeah, but we'll we'll see what we. It's, um, He's always got something to say, hasn't he? Yeah, and uh, he's got opinions as Ken. <laughs> yes, the, opinions with a capital O. This is his award anyway, Villain of the Week. People have annoyed us basically in the last seven days. We have resurrected Moscow's book of petty grievances. Uh, we don't have the book, we don't have Moscow, but we can still add petty grievances to this uh, to this weighty tome. Who are we putting in for the petty grievances this week? Korea White's Josh nominating Gareth Southgate for not putting Jack Harrison <laughs> or Luke Halen in the England squad, which I agree with if I was England manager it's one of those things that if you like playing football manager or whatever mm. and you get the England job and you just put all your favourite players all your Leeds players <laughs> in but it was only a couple of years ago it was the end of that first season in the Premier League there was talk of Ailing wasn't there sort of been on the fringes of the England squad that would have been amazing quite frankly well as far as I can see Connor Cody mainly gets in for being a vibes man mm. and he's not half as nice as Luke Ailing do you think Ailing would be a bit much 
No, he'd be great in there. No, he's, he's old now in footballer terms. Is Luke Ayling? He's mature, isn't he? Uh, in the sense, not not as in old men in this podcast terms. No, but, God, no. But within the football sphere. How did you feel about that, by the way? As being lumped in with one of the four old men, which was was the start of the propaganda episode. We played the clip out. It was some wolf's child on uh, <laughs> on its TikTok channel or something described us as four old men on a Leeds podcast. I mean, I must admit, I think you often overplay how young I actually am. But yeah, but that, you, are, you are twenty twenty nine now. You just turned twenty nine. Yeah, Rob, I wish I was twenty nine. Well, mm. yeah, fair enough. Mm. You're old, although you're older than I was when we started doing this. God, really? Weird, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I do think I've probably been spending too much time. You miserable <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Sun, sun's out today. We go outside. Get well, some, last some, Stuart Rain this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> get some vitamin D in. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Thrash wants to nominate Junior Furpo for making him lose his voice because um, he shouted so loud at the glorious bastard. That was in the Southampton game. After he scored, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's made everyone think he's got COVID, so no one wants to go near him, mm-hmm. which, is, which is not really fair on Junior, is it? Keep scoring, I would say. Just enjoying his, uh, his renaissance as well. So it is only a petty grievance. Can't go in the mm-hmm. actual uh, genuine candidates column for this award. No Leeds nominations at all this week in the genuine candidates at all. None. Zero. Wow. That's the beauty of winning it. I do like when we're just nice to our own footballers. Mm. Like, I don't want to tear my hair out at Rasmus Christensen or Rodrigo. I like enjoying them. A few people did slag off Rocker in the, the comments, didn't they? But I, don't, I think he managed to avoid... Villain nominations. I mean, for God's sake, we won, didn't we? So, fine, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's fine. So, um, Wolves got nominated by Wedge, the players, the staff, the fans, the stadium, and the animals. Yeah, so all the animals as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick of them, right? They're always in, that, in our bins, mm. the old wolves. That's, they've reintroduced them to Bradford, haven't they? Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure they ever went away. <laughs> Try and keep the... Uh, Try and keep the population down. <laughs> just re- made it a bit more interesting. They're about building a big wall right around the city as well. Yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> Letting some wolves loose, isn't it? Um, yeah, Lopetegui, Johnny, Wolves fans, as an extension of Wolves in general, all nominated from that, that perspective. And also we've got, uh, are we calling him Wolves? He's not technically Wolves. He falls outside the bracket of, of Wolves. David Phillips? About, yeah, yeah. He's definitely Wolves. Did you hear his mm. commentary? Do, no, I mean, he was biased towards Wolves, but I don't necessarily think we can lump him in as part of the Wolves contingent, can we? He did say we, didn't he? Like, we didn't get the penalty yeah, fine. or something. Yeah, you're I think, right. was, I think he was talking from the point of view of what they would be saying to the referee. I don't believe you. But it was fairly clear where he was, um, where he was heading with that commentary. I mean... I don't think we can read out the actual comment, but I do like the name David Phillips sniffs dirty knickers. <laughs> yeah. May or may not be true. No, I, I think it's probably definitely not true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you know? Well, I mean, it sounds like you could really damage someone's reputation by making that sort of accusation about them. So we don't want to do that, do we? What's, what's wrong with sniffing dirty knickers? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what's right about it. Um, Is that the next line of merch we sell? <laughs> people do that, don't they? If anyone wants my pod worn pants, <laughs> do get in touch. You don't normally wear them. That's true. Pod one jeans. I've got them. Um, you don't again. normally wear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, etc. Yeah. Um, uh, Lopetegui. Socks too. We'll do socks. Yeah, let's quickly move it on. Lopetegui, or as Dom calls him, Julen Lopetegui. Tia, as in it cry. It just about as, works, doesn't yeah, it? No, not really. Yeah, I've never thought I'd dislike a Wolves manager as much as the last bloke. But he was it, a disgrace with his VAR signal and his crying and complaining. It's funny, isn't it? Like, we would have snapped... Um, their arm off if we'd have got Lopetegui like if we'd have mm. replaced Marsh with Lopetegui during like the World Cup break or whatever you'd have gone yes mind you if they'd have replaced him with his, with his polo shirt alone I'd have, his polo neck alone I might have gone oh it's fine you, you've, <laughs> got real, you've got real misgivings about that haven't you but his, his, his jumper yeah well that's a bit weird I agree with you on this and I, I'm not really sure why but it was like when um, that guy Southampton mm. fired Ruben Sellers wore a turtleneck I was like come on man who do you think you are you can't be doing that <laughs> are, they all fact, try, are they all trying to look like Ten Hag do you think yeah, probably. Mm. That, it's a, there's a lesson in that, actually. What's that? You wear a turtleneck, you get beaten. Right. He's got a 100% record against turtlenecks, hasn't he? Have you? <laughs> think of it that way. Makes you think. You don't get that start, do you, usually? Or, part of the conspiracy, is it to hide the join because he's a robot? Wow. Mm. Sent to relegate wolves. Makes you think. Could be. Could be. Well, uh, Johnny is doing and he was, his... He was probably, because of the rain, he was malfunctioning. <laughs> which is why he ended up by a monitor watching Johnny try to break Luke Ayling's leg saying shouting he got the ball apparently which he should have been sent off for that you can't, you can't go over and shout at a referee watching a, watching a foul which no. he apparently did are you, are you advocating for more red cards for him yes right good um, Johnny now, God I've just my brain's just sort of made a short short, short circuit between Lopetegui robot Johnny Johnny Five number Johnny Five mm. from short circuit from short circuit and the VAR monitor it's all come together. Uh, yeah, Johnny is mentioned by a couple of people. Sean, Bay Area Brandon, um, not having him. 
Yeah, unintentional but dangerous. Glad the bill was okay though. Plus he scored so I could fuck off, which is also true. Because yeah. <laughs> he, it was quite good that because that's going to be completely lost because all the Wolves fans were furious about him still, <laughs> even though he scored, he scored a really nice goal. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, was a good finish. And, and also he deserves a nomination as well for he was the one complaining when Rasmus scored as well. I know, I know we were saying after the ailing goal, several of their players seemed to be wanting a free kick for something. They were all moaning about it. He, when a, um, Rasmus got the ball off him, he turns to the linesman as well and he's going, just... Yeah, if he tackled me. He's, he's, he's been too rough there. He was stood really close. And it went through my legs, so just disallow it, please. He's only just come on, Raph. <laughs> I didn't know he was there. That's I won't, not fair. I won't, I won't watch it. <laughs> anyway. So um, he gets there. Um, yeah, and Dave Phillips is mentioned as well, mm-hmm. which we are lump- definitely lumping in with um, with Wolves. Uh, based on the number of nominations, he should be favourite for this award. Is there a case you can make for anybody but him? Mm, Chelsea and Spurs gets a, get a nomination. Are these, are these the non? non Non-Wolvesy ones. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Yeah, a couple of extras down the bottom there. Because they did let us down a bit. I mean, Spurs, come on. You've got to hold on to that. Yeah, but Conte's rant was quite funny at the same time. Yeah. I just true. like how everyone's really surprised at it. It's like, have you not <laughs> seen this guy before? <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. It's not, not often his fault, is it, Conte? No. That's, that's one thing you will say. He tends to be, he tends to just get annoyed at other people. Um, yeah, out of the other nominations, I mean, what's Ryan himself done? Because he had a meltdown. Let me Let me read this. <laughs> myself <laughs> it, it never got mentioned on the show but oh this is his, his own feedback right um, I had a meltdown two weeks ago and lamented the, um, in this very feedback that we hadn't signed someone like Craig Dawson um, and how wrong I was he's fucking gash and got hooked at half times to save him so maybe Arthur does have some sort of a clue he doesn't he puts in brackets <laughs> <laughs> we're all being nice this week we're all healing we're all yep. friends hands across the aisle and all that who's having it it's, it's Phillips in it it's going to be Phillips yeah yeah I, normally, I would put him in petty grievances. Yeah, but he mentioned the penalty a dozen times. Yeah, and I was going to say he ruined my enjoyment of what was an otherwise relaxing day. And also, I think he... I know the Wolves fans in the stadium weren't pleased with the referee, but for anyone watching on the radio, as we were, he's radicalised a lot of Wolves fans there into believing these conspiracy theories by mentioning it... By, <laughs> radicalised. By, by constantly bringing it up. He's in their ear going, that was a, was a penalty though, wasn't it? Think about <laughs> that. Think, I know, yeah, I know, I know Luke Hailing's just scored fine, but what about, what about that penalty, eh? What about that penalty? Why don't you... Pay to come to my seminar about penalties. No, uh, <laughs> subscribe to my Patreon. <laughs> right, Dave Phillips it is then. Congratulations, Dave. Well done. Leetating bastard. Uh, player of the year, where are we then with um, with this? So we are getting our TSB Plus members to give us scores out of 10 for all the players across the course of the season and then tracking it. And we will, in the end, award somebody with player of the season at the minute. Hopefully Willie Nonto, because we've decided he's the most likely to turn up. Yes, um, well, Willie Nonto is leading the player of the year thing. So we've got 7.9 in this, but he wasn't the top scorer. He was outscored by Jackie with over eight. Havi got even higher than Jackie, and Max Verbo was your man of the match. Wobber. Please call him Wobber. Max Wobber at 8.2 out of 10. Paul Brendan bringing up the rear, Mark Rocker, Weston McKenney, which goes to show, doesn't it, as you mentioned, I think it was on Propaganda Michael, that the midfielders are kind of not that great mm. in this particular game. I mean, the, the Dawson mentioned we got Wobber instead, didn't we? Mm. And good. Really good player. One of those with Craig Dawson. I didn't actually know he played for Wolves until we played mm. against him. It's like, oh, right, he's there, is he? You saw you. He was one of those people you always saw doing quite well for West Ham, but you kind of imagine no one would ever buy him because mm. they'd be like, "Wow, Dawson in it. Not gonna, not gonna spend actual money so, on him if he's if he's already there." Generic English football. If he's already there, he's yeah. kind of useful to have, but I'm not gonna pay money for him. One thing to note is that Christensen got his best score of the season by a, a massive margin of 0.01. Mm. But the best, his previous best was Chelsea at home, where, yeah. which was a complete aberration on the scores because everyone did brilliantly. I think Marsh got like 9.6 or something ridiculous on there. Everyone got a really good score because we beat Chelsea 3-0, which is fair enough. Mm. Rasmus got 7.4 in this one. On to the, yeah, the player of the year. Out in front is, uh, yeah, Willie. He's the only one with an average over 7, 7.15. Um, Javi doing well, 6.98. Verber. Not a player, so he can't win it. But no. Interesting to see him in there. Uh, Verber now in second place, players-wise. Tyler... Melier, Mateus Click, because mm. his average has now been baked in. Uh, he's going to be forever hovering around that, which means that he's, he's unlikely to win it, but it would be funny if he did, but it would also probably mean we have to go down in order for that to happen. Yeah, I've been hoping for that for a few months, and then he thought, ah, oh, it's probably best he doesn't. But he's in the top five, so I think that's a good end to the season for him. Gitana Baradi, Hero of the Week, somebody who has made us happy this week. Loads of nominations for, for Leeds candidates, so they are, in no particular order, Wobber, Ailing. Nonto, Jackie, Rodrigo, Melier, 
Jackie again. Um, oh yeah, sorry about that. Well done, Michael. <laughs> Too busy on YouTube watching cat videos. Uh, and Javi as well gets a mention. So of your leads, candidates, any you'd like to, uh, any threads you'd like to pull on? I mean, Ailing did get the most nominations just because everyone loves him. Is is that born out of sentiment? Because yep. Wobber's got man of the match. Who cares? <laughs> what is football without sentiment? This is true. You, do you consider yourself a sentimental old fool? With football, yeah. Because yeah. if you just wanted to watch the best team, you'd just support Man City, wouldn't you? And... Yeah, I do. Uh, I do like it when you see like fans on Twitter. Like, you can't be sentimental in football. You think, well, why are you a fan? <laughs> you can a bit, like not to the extent that he's still there in another ten years' time. Uh, I disagree. But... I actually said through him. the week that I would constantly play him at right back until the day he dies. <laughs> I love him so much. Jake from Florida captures it quite well. He says it's got to be Luke Ailing. Whenever football seems stressful and makes me sad, Bill reminds me it's just a game. He brings me joy. He's a Leeds legend. And it is just a game. It is. Stupid. It is. But to see his face, there's a great photo, by the way. Is it on the match report on the website yes. that was captured? And it's basically an extreme close-up of Bill's face, sort of just looking joyous and slightly alarmed um, by, by the away end after he scored. Beautiful picture. Well worth checking out. Have a look at the squareball.net. But yeah, the combination of, of the goal, the repeated celebration, just the look on his face, the look on his bloody beautiful face. I think that's the thing with football because it does often seem really serious and some really good players seem like they never get any enjoyment out of it. And Cristiano Ronaldo never struck me as someone who actually particularly enjoys football for the majority no. of the time. Like he's, he's going to be hating every minute of being in Saudi Arabia but hating the fact that he needs it to stat pad his way to the highest scorer ever or whatever, isn't he? He's completely true. He's got a free inside. kick this past week. Did you see that? It was a three-man three, three man wall, wasn't it? That jumped straight out of the way. Straight through the wall and then straight through the goalkeeper. How celebrate, does, how celebrated does he do it, it like a Champions League winner. Did you see the fans singing Messi's name at him? And he had oh, a bit no. of a strop. It was really funny. It was That's great. so funny. The fact that somebody can be so thin-skinned is great. Yeah, he is really miserable out there, just collecting his massive wage, and he's still just rotten to the car. Mm. I think I think on the Bill Ailing thing, actually, because it's... I think with Ailing, you kind of construct the story around him. You think, well, he's really... He's this happy because his career looked like it was probably not going anywhere for a bit. He was, he was at Yeovil for ages. He was at Bristol, kind of doing all right. He never probably thought he'd be a Premier League footballer. He's, do, he's still doing doing brilliantly. But then at the other end of it, young footballers often seem a bit like, you know, I was born into this. I'm, I was always going to be good. Then you get Willie Nonso, who is a <laughs> teenager still, looking just as enthusiastic behind Ailing. And you love him just as much because you're like, look, he's just, love, he's just loving playing football. Well, it's quite telling that the nominations have all centred around not just Willie's football ability, but it's all about how much he enjoyed it. Like the big grin with Gracia when we scored the third or fourth, um, says Josh, not sure which goal it was. And Grant Bacon saying that he enjoyed his, his tunnel celebration a la Alioski. So it's, it's all the, it's not just the footballing stuff, it's the people, isn't it? Yeah, we just need more of, more fun people in the team. Holly did enjoy Rodrigo's um, giddy childlike celebrations as well. Yeah, perfect again. And it's, yeah, and I'm saying if he stays fit, we'll be fine, which is probably about true because I'd, I'd probably get back him to get another few goals this year. Playing terribly, enough. scoring all Playing those terribly. goals. Rubbish. <laughs> and I like Will Train's comment about Gracia as well. Three goals from out wide and a goal from a corner. Eat my goal! <laughs> that is Partridge, isn't it? That is. On the uh, on the day today. Uh, Non-Leeds playing, uh, sorry, non-playing Leeds candidates, rather. Jaden, who you've done the article about on the blog, Rob. The Malibu man. The Malibu man who, if you missed it, surely you didn't. Jaden is the one who was at the very front of the Leeds away end at Wolves. The ball went out. He realised it was in his possession. He realised, I should run the clock down here and then just let go of the ball by his feet and then retreated with his arms in a, I'm innocent, hands yes. up cops kind of a, kind of a way, just trotted off sideways like a crab. His, uh, his facial expression never changed throughout all of that, which I really admired. And then he had Wolves stewards screaming at him for 20 minutes as he described it, saying, that's why I hope Leeds go down, play for an itch. Yeah. It's beautiful, because there's kind of a, if you, if you look at what he did, there's, there's a moment where he's going, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Although there are no consequences, there's not. <laughs> I'm not doing anything illegal. But I'm not going to get a ban, am I? Yeah, it's like the, the sort of you can see the like the computation going on mm. in his head as he walks away with his arms up by his side like that. Like nothing, not, wasn't me, wasn't me, sir. I, uh, I really liked the way you described it because he, he, he did sound like a professional footballer talking about like game management. He's like, I saw the ball coming to me, and I thought, no, we need to kill some time. But they're they're wanting a quick throw in here. We're up against it. But well, yeah, well done, Jaden. And there's also a couple of stories from him in that blog post about. How he got the Mal- Malibu man moniker from Phil Hay because he was trying to force, fit, force feed him, force drink him. <laughs> uh, Malibu at 10am on a train to Norwich. Buckfast, isn't it? Always, if you oh, take, yeah, your, take an emergency bottle of Buckfast with you, Phil will be right on it. Yeah, here's me thinking he was just being professional on his way yeah. to work. No, no, if, if, if you have it anywhere on a train, he'll find it. 
Yeah. You can sniff it out. <laughs> it's like a um, it's like a Labrador. Like one of those drug dogs. <laughs> but a re- the reverse of that. Yeah, because he, yeah, he the, wants it. Yeah, those the drug dogs don't say the drugs, do they? No. At the end. Just find them. <laughs> Could be a treat from at the end. <laughs> You're very enthusiastic today. <laughs> today they're over. <laughs> Chatting away endlessly. <laughs> And on the uh, on the train adventures, Jaden also spoke about Ben Parker stealing his kebab on the way home from Forest the other month. And uh, Jaden's words were, "Fucking, hell, it's my kebab. I wanted that." <laughs> In terms of non-leads candidates, then anybody you want to uh, to pick out of the 18th of March, Michael Salisbury, Traore, uh, Fulham, and the Magic Five Year Old. Yeah, House of Stoats nominates Traore for having the strength of a thousand men, but the balance of a drunk parent who's just stepped on Lego. <laughs> she quite enjoyed. Very, very good. Uh, 18th of March, for obvious reasons, is now becoming Bill Ayling's uh, Slaughtering Wolves Day. Yeah, Marvin nominates Fulham, for, which which what kind of was funny. He, he covers it. He says, for giving me such a good chuckle, even though it's scum. Because having witnessed the Wolves meltdown, Fulham went one up on it, didn't they? Because, I mean, it was a it was a penalty, wasn't it? As, yeah. much, as I don't, much as I don't want to give scum penalties. I think, I think it was Neil Redfern tweeted something like, oh, shall we just give scum the cup now, shall we? <sighs> What's handball? Yeah, <laughs> he, has kinda, up, really. he has kind of handballed it as, on its way into the net. So yeah, you've got you've got to give them. The only way I would have been happy with that happening is if that was the goalkeeper putting his hand yeah. out because that's, yeah, that's, that's allowed, that is, isn't yeah, it? Is allowed. Under the laws of the game, but it means we're prob- almost certainly not going to be playing Mitrovic. Mm. Yeah, when we, when we face Fulham, what do you think of that in terms of the ban? Do you think he should have a long, long ban, or do you think he should be brought back just after we've played him? Yeah, that. I mean, whatever. <laughs> four, four games, I think it is, it, would seem banned for. I'd, I'd let him play while his appeal goes through for three games, say. Yeah. And then ban him for a game and then they call it a day. Mm. I mean, I was thinking maybe, like, is a lifetime ban too long? Should we say a year just retrospectively for smashing Ben White's face in, mm. even though Ben White isn't ours anymore and therefore we can't love him like we used to? I'd say he's free to smash Ben White's face in now. Hmm. Morally speaking, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't. <laughs> I mean, he's unlikely to, is he? Because uh, he won't be playing. But he's a knobhead, isn't he, Mitrovic? That's always been his problem. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Short fuse, short fuse. Uh, Michael Salisbury does deserve commending for his excellent handling of the game. Mm. Although he did miss things, didn't he? Like, uh, I'm sure he should have sent off uh, what's his face who got taken off at halftime, Dawson, for trying to break Jackie. Yeah, I mean, Yankee Doodle Batley does still refer to him as the dickhead ref. Yeah. Which is fair enough, I think. But yeah, they're telling the twats at Stockley Park that they're twats, which, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, it actually helped to put David Coop back in his box, didn't they? Yeah. Fair enough. Any more than before we uh, before we give the award? Who's the magic five-year-old? Boney M's nominate, nominated his own. He thinks he's created a magic child. Right. He says, we're watching the game on the radio and she kept whinging. To get her to stop, I said she could have a chocolate if lead score. <laughs> 20 seconds later, ailing nods in. What the fuck? We don't score from corners. This happened two more times. I now owe her fifty pounds and a new Barbie. Totally worth it. I love, I love it. It's just kind of you got to that point where it's like when you start out with your kid. Like I'm not going to feed him chicken nuggets. I'm gonna, oh god! I'm going to build. I'm going to cook them whole, whole foods every day. Yeah. <laughs> By the time they're eighteen months old, it's macas every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, isn't it? It's dead hard, isn't it? What parenting? Yeah. Hard work. Yeah, it's really difficult. <laughs> For so little thanks, that's what, in the way yeah. of thanks. Yeah. Have you also thanked you? What, yeah, no, eight yours, nine? Nine. Yeah. Um, ish. Mm. I know Angus can hear feels. No one ever says thank you. <laughs> <laughs> people, people just get cross with you. <laughs> uh, I suppose the chicken nuggets are the equivalent of a dirty toilet in the cop. I don't know. You just get, you just get what... You get stuff that's not good for you in the end if, for, as a result of your moaning. You got there in the end. Well done. Um, if it's a magic five-year-old... Get him off to Hogwarts. That's all I can say. Get him off to Hogwarts. Who's your winner? I'd oh, go Jaden because he's my mate. But you know, we didn't. Did we? We didn't even talk about Wobber. Mm. He was top of the list. He was like, well, up at the top of the list with Ailing because he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Was kind of boring to just say he was good. <laughs> but yeah, he just did loads of defensive stuff. Well, he just, he's very proactive as a defender, isn't he? Like he seems to be always be the one going for stuff. Yeah. But sometimes it feels a bit like when everyone's standing off. He just is always the one throwing himself in there and trying to get in front of the man to get the ball off him and stuff. It, don't know, it feels like we don't have a defender quite like him. Cooper does it to an extent, mm. but sometimes fouls people. I've um, I've made my phone and also my computer. If I type the word wobber now, I've told it to auto-correct. Oh, but, but, uh, I've told it to put the umlaut in over the O. So if I type wobber, it automatically adds him in. That's how much I care for him and respect him. Wow. But I saw, I saw there's a good thread about him on, on Wacko. I think somebody described him as looking like a supermarket manager. Mm. You can imagine him walking around little with a clipboard. 
He's got kind of air about him. Yeah, he's a very ordinary looking man, isn't he? Mm. But I like that about him. Yeah. He looks a lot like Paul Dano, doesn't he? The actor. Oh, I don't know, actually. I'll have to look at that. I don't know who that is, but um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have the same sentimental value as Ailing, does it? No, not really. So is it Ailing on sentimental value and smiles, or what about on being good at his job? Give it to Ailing. Yeah. <laughs> his time's ticking down at Leeds, isn't it? No. no Rob's giving like him that. another 10-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he wants to retire, I'm still picking him. Well, so. you're allowed. You're allowed overage players in the under 23s, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it's just scum do that, don't they? They'll get like someone who's lost all respect for themselves to play for the <laughs> under 21s. Is you, it Paul McShane that do it? Are you suggesting we, yeah. we, we shame him when he's in his the last? Stages? I don't think it's, it's a shame though. I think Ailing's a role model, so I think they need to learn from someone like that. Yeah. Is it? Luke, it's Luke Ailing, isn't it? Yeah. Give it to Bill. It reminded me of a, of a happier time as well when he scored that and went mm. off dancing off and celebrating it was it was lovely wasn't it it was a nice happy feeling. time a year ago I was thinking more sort of the years that preceded that <laughs> yeah to be perfectly honest but um, it's Luke Ayling lovely he's our uh, Kitana Barati hero of the week oh bless him he did have some some nominations too for his interview he'd done during the week as well which was ah, of course, which, yeah, which yeah. was also nice but it's all part of the the Bill experience is that isn't it that you get to feel you get to you get all the feels the happy feels the sad feels but mainly you get the feeling Ailing's just enjoying himself, which is uh, which is all any of us want. And it's what all of us have had this week. Long may it continue. And no games for a minute this weekend either, so we can take this, we can just roll this feeling on. <laughs> so <laughs> Arsenal give us a right good pasting. <laughs> and we lose to Arsenal and we hate everything again. Exactly. Right, that wraps it up for uh, for this week. We've got more stuff on the way, including the uh, the Leeds women's plate final preview. That's coming up. Check out the Extra Ball this week as well when we chat to Olivia from the... Uh, Leeds Women, our sponsored player, and um, we've got some more stuff on the way too. Look out for it. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 